Hello, friends. I hope that you and your family have been well throughout these interesting times that we're in. I'm so thankful for technology and that it allows us to still be together when we are not together in person. In light of what's going on in our world at the moment, we want to contribute a positive voice that brings joy and peace to people everywhere. Many people are staying inside, as you know. They're working from home, they're teaching their kids, and they've been probably battling a little bit of cabin fever. So we've decided to start a new series called Woven Chats where we will remotely record short, fun, and encouraging conversations with women from all over the world. These mini episodes will go for less than 30 minutes and will be released in real time and unedited. We want to give you guys hope in this unprecedented time. Here at the Woven Story Podcast, we want to encourage you as always, inspire and empower you during this virus epidemic. So let's join in on this episode with friends from around the world. Hello, Casey. Hello, how are you? I'm good. Welcome to Woven Chats. Thank you. It's good to be here. I know. It's so good to good to hear your voice. Oh, I know. It's been forever. We text, I know. but to actually hear you is a good thing. And we voice text, but to actually, this feels way more like we're connecting. It does. It does. It does. Well, welcome. Um, Thank you. I wanted to introduce you a little bit. Casey Spurdy is one of my dearest friends. We've been friends for, how long have we been friends, Casey? Oh, I was thinking about that. Maybe... <laughs> 15 years like a long time yeah yeah forever I know I was trying to think of the first time I like remember meeting you mm-hmm. and I think it was at my in-laws house yes like physically meeting you like I knew of you but like physically meeting you yeah yeah I think yeah, it was I remember that. yeah it wasn't you and Sean yeah. taking photos I think we were taking your family photos Stop. yeah and <laughs> I think I want to say maybe Bentley was just little I don't know, but it was, yeah. Yeah. I think we were taking your family photos. That's awesome. Do you and uh, Sean do photography now? Yeah. I mean, of our kids. Of your kids? <laughs> not, not as a career. No, no not, not as a as career. career. <laughs> well, friend, how are you holding up? You're a mom of four, four kids. How old are your kids mm-hmm. now? They are 10, 9, 6, and 3. Wow. 10. Wow. I know. Oh, that double digits. They get big. They get so big. So how long have you been in this like quarantine situation going on right now with the coronavirus? We um, pulled our kids out of school as soon as um, the reports came out of our hometown that um, the first death in the United States had happened in our city. So we um, since March 1st. So we're 24 days in. 24 days in. Okay. Wow. Mm -hmm. So that's over three weeks, guys. That's three weeks in three days. Yep. And what does quarantining to your house mean for your family? So for us, uh, we really haven't gone anywhere. We've done grocery pickup. We've done Amazon delivery. Um, The kids, thankfully, we have a yard and like a nice driveway. And we have really kind neighbors who let me block off their driveway. So my kids can ride their bikes and like run around and stuff. But we really haven't gone anywhere I went to the grocery store once and I gotta be honest I was nervous going in I brought Clorox wipes and like a little Ziploc bag and I you know was Cloroxing my phone I was Cloroxing my cart and um you know for us you didn't mention but I will that um we've got a medically fragile three-year-old and so out of you know it was just an abundance of caution caution, for you guys yeah the family yeah and the kids are all on board. You know, he's our three-year-old is so fun and so healthy and happy. Mm-hmm. And we just want to keep him safe. Absolutely. And, you know, he, the risk might just be a little bit higher for him. Sure, sure. And so 
So just, we've been being, being cautious. Yeah. Yep. Being cautious and staying home. And it was hard. The kids were um, out of school for two weeks while school was still happening in our area. So trying to keep them connected and caught up. Yeah. Our kids too. We actually pulled our kids out as well. And yeah, it was... I think you were the one who gave me courage <laughs> to do that because you were like, yeah, I'm doing it. I was like, okay, well, then I should. Well, and what's interesting too is I've actually talked to a lot more, a lot of other moms since then. And a lot of moms actually made the same call, just nobody was talking about it. Mm-hmm. And I think that, uh, you know, when it first was happening, I think it felt pretty surreal. And uh, making that decision, you almost felt like, am I, am I overreacting? Absolutely. But at the same time, too, depending on your personal situation, it was like, no, I have to make this choice for my family. Mm -hmm. And uh, we had to make that choice for our family for some circumstances as well. So I know that you're not the only one and I'm not the only one that did that. And uh, I just want to tell you that was really brave of you to do that. Thank you. Yeah, you too. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so how have these changes impacted the family dynamic for you guys? Well, we kind of treated the first like week and a half as just a big spring break sure, you sure. Know, for the kids. Yes. I was like, well, nothing's being counted. We're, the absences are excused. So we spent a lot of time outside. We've read a lot of books. Yeah. We're, you know, every night is movie night <laughs> so kind true. of thing. But, you know, so and we're, we haven't done any takeout or delivery food. I've cooked everything. And my husband is so oh my kind goodness. and has helped me. Um, the cooking, the cooking, let's talk it's about nonstop. It. It's just, yes. It's like every night they want dinner again <laughs> and breakfast and lunch. <laughs> yes. It's, it is nonstop. So I've actually gotten the older two kind of involved in cooking in the kitchen and they're yeah. learning how to, you know, be self-sufficient in a way. Um, but sure. you know, that's, that's been hard sure. and you know, we, we used to eat out quite a bit that we haven't. Well, and what's interesting, I don't know about you, but I didn't realize that we ate out a lot. I right? thought that we ate in a lot and I, and I always would like cook multiple times a week and make mm-hmm. family dinners and stuff, but I didn't realize the extent of like three meals a day and eating at home and like what that all entailed mm-hmm. <laughs> and how much we did, ta- you know, we didn't eat out, but we did take out. And so we'd go yes. grab teriyaki or go grab Thai food or go grab Chinese or whatever food. Like we would just grab all kinds of, you know, different foods from different places on the run. Right. Yes. Well, and now that all of the extra activities aren't happening, yeah. you know, we would pick, we'd have, you know, something going on at 430 and we'd pick up dinner at 515 and come home. And now, you know, there's nothing, yeah. we're not out and about, we're home. And so Wow. I have to think ahead a little bit more to have dinner. You know, it's 530. I'm like, oh, I should make dinner. Totally. I <laughs> you know, actually I set wasn't an alarm, doing anything. alarm on my oh, phone smart. at 430 to be like, think that's of dinner. Smart. What's the ideas? <laughs> and trying to use leftovers and trying to use like what's in my fridge because I, I'm like, how long does this need to last? And... Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, you cannot have more chicken. No, nope. it's for tomorrow. Yep. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> oh, you're not going to finish your cheese and pepperoni? I'll go put that in a little baggie. That can be for tomorrow. Huh? That one of the, be your lunch. Totally. One of the things that I I've actually just started doing this week. I didn't do it last week, but I started making the kids lunches like I would if they were going to school. Oh, good idea. And it took out like an extra like 45 minutes of time during the day. I found if I would like, okay, let's all make school lunches. And wow. now they just go get their lunch bags out of the fridge and eat their lunch. And because they're all in different times, because I have a junior mm-hmm. hire 
And then I have one that's in, or two in elementary. And so, but they all have different lunch times because they're still trying to, you know, do this online. Yeah, you, online you guys have more of a structured yes. learning right now. <laughs> we do, we do. So do you have any advice, Casey, to staying sane through this whole situation that we're in right now? I just determined I'm going to laugh wow. at things. I love that. And my, my kids are so fun to be around uh-huh. and they're really funny. And I think there's some things that I could, I can choose in the moment if I'm going to be irritated or if I'm going to find it funny. And so I've just decided I am going to look so for good. the funny and laugh with them. And I feel like it really, um, <laughs> it encourages them to be funnier. Yeah. Maybe a little bit more uh, <laughs> reckless <laughs> or, you know, but I, I feel like it just, it builds their confidence and I would rather they see me as a happy mom than an irritated mom. Sure. And so I'm just gonna, I'm, we're laughing more. We're, um, trying to communicate more. My husband's working from home, which I love. Yeah, I was gonna ask you about that. So you have been married for how long? For almost 16 years. Almost 16 years. How are you managing your marriage well with this situation? Well, he has his own setup in you know, our bedroom. And so we shut the door when it's time for him to work. And most of his work is online anyway. And so he's in a lot of meetings, um, tele video meetings and things. Um, I can relate to that. (laughs) Yeah. You know, so I just have to, we text a lot, like I'll be downstairs and I'll text and say, are you in a meeting right now? Um, he's kind of given me access to his work calendar so I can look and see on my own if he has time blocked off. And then, um, the way my husband works, I just, I know that focus time is important for him to accomplish a task. And so I just really guard that focus for him and kind of try and set certain times. Like he'll come down and have lunch with us, but we pretend like he's gone all day unless like dad's at work when he's in the office or bedroom. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we joke, what time are you coming home? Yeah. And you know, he'll say, I'll be home in 45 minutes. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, long commute today. Long commute today. Well, and I think there's positives of all this too. I think that there's, you know, people are learning, Hey, like one, we didn't need to have that in-person meeting. It could have been an email. Yes. And I think we're also learning like, Hey, how do we use technology to benefit us? How do we use technology Mm -hmm. to make our businesses better? Yep. Yeah. And I think too, for you know, for the kids to see this, to see us be flexible and to see us communicate. I mean, Mm -hmm. there's been disagreement, but I feel like it's been pretty smooth at home. Yeah, It's really helped that the sun has been out, you know, in Seattle when it's sunny, everything's better. Yeah, And so we just go outside and you know, and for those of you, run. for those of you as listeners that don't know, um, Casey's actually right in the smack dab in the center of this epidemic in Kirkland, Washington. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's probably what two, maybe three miles from where it all. Oh comes. no, it's a mile, it's like a mile. Okay, yeah. a mile. Yeah. So yeah. you're right William, in the middle of it. Yeah, Williams, my my three year old school is like a couple of blocks away. Wow. From where the nursing home is. Wow. So we were literally driving past the hospital when we saw the news that. Stop. someone had died in our area. Like we were wow. looking at the hospital wow. at that moment. Well, so the day before that happened, my husband and I were actually supposed to be on an airplane and we were supposed to fly to LA and, oh. uh, he, we had our bags packed, everything, childcare, all that jazz. And, uh, then went to go pick me up at the house and he was like, we're not going. Wow. And I was like, what? And wow. you know, I didn't handle it probably the best in that moment. Cause you know, when you're looking forward to a trip, even if it was a work trip, it was like, so much work to get there. Mm-hmm. And he was like, no, I, this is, this is getting bad. We need to, we need to make decisions and get prepared. And 
the, the very next morning is when the first death occurred. And um, even then, I mean, just, I don't know about you, but it's felt like this last week to 10 days, it's almost felt like a year. Oh gosh, it's been so like long. The, it just keeps the changing, like the news and like every day there's new things happening. And, um, well, and that creates so much uncertainty for sure, for sure. in us. And I, I loved, you had said a couple of days ago, you were going to take a break from the news, which I did and, and it helped so much. I thought that was so smart yeah. to just step away and really nothing changed yeah. in that day. Totally. <laughs> you know, it's still the same story. Well, I guess we had an actual uh, government lockdown. That oh, that's true. So but I guess we're already big. pretty locked down. Pretty much, yes. <laughs> yeah. True. So, but it, I mean, that's. I, I I teased. I was like, so if anything big happens, will one of my friends text me? Because I'm not gonna know. <laughs> like, I was so anxious about, be, you know, because I'm sure for you too. Like, there's so much news out there, right? I mean, this is not yes. just happening in Kirkland, Washington. You know, this is happening right. in Italy. This is happening in New York. This is happening mm-hmm. in you know Peru and South America and Australia and all around the world. And so you can kind of almost be consumed with information. Mm-hmm. And well, and I think, you know, it can feel so big because yes. it is worldwide. And For I just, sure. even today, we just had this little thing, bring it close to our home. Our neighbor like lost her internet today and she's single. She lives at home yeah. Um, and she works from home and the they came over. They're like, can we piggyback off of your internet? And originally I was like, well, what's that going to do to our signal? Are we going to slow down? Are my kids yeah. still going to be able to watch Disney plus or, and then I was like, no, this is, this is my neighbor who needs something right yeah. now. Of course, take all the internet you need, Wow, yeah. <laughs> you know, so it can feel so big, but then when we look at just mm-hmm. the simple thing we can do for our neighbor yeah. next door, share our internet or, you know, wave or shout across the street. Yeah, I think it brings it down to a more doable piece. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think it's also just for humanity, I think it's bringing everybody to like one level. It's mm-hmm. like, we're all in this together. Yeah, absolutely. So do you have any advice? Um, I know you said you had a three-year-old, but uh, you guys were trying to be a lot more like cautious about, uh, do you guys have any advice for those that are still out there out and about thinking that this is maybe a joke or, you know, mm-hmm. people are overreacting? What does that mean for your family? And what advice would you give to those that are maybe taking that approach? Um, I would recommend that they take a look at some of um, the more scientific news sources that are out there. Well, coming out of Seattle, there's um, all the research coming out of the Seattle flu study. Um, you can find that on Twitter. It's just Seattle flu study is their username. And then the um, scientists that are connected with that. And they've okay. done a really good job of documenting um, how easily the virus can spread and which I hear um, is really contagious. Yes. I mean, more contagious than the flu. And I don't have the exact numbers. I'm not that scientist, but I've read it on Twitter (laughs) and I've seen, you know, I've just seen um, experts discussing it. And um, I think, you know, just to keep people safe and to, um, to love one another, Mm -hmm. we can do what's asked of us. We can stay home and, um, I know it. there's so many people that are in hard situations where it affects their livelihood. It affects their ability to buy groceries or to pay rent. Um, And that's so, so hard. And, you know, I think we need to get help um, going for those people. 
um, soon, but soon. Yes. And I don't have all the answers to that, but I know that I can do my part and help my neighbor. And Mm -hmm. I love um, that Casey do your part. I love that. Yeah. And I think we just, (laughs) you know, having younger children, I've watched the new frozen two movie several times. And there's that song in it that says, just (laughs) do the next right thing. Yeah. You know? And so I think the right thing for us to do right now is to social distance and to take those warnings seriously, um, to, listen to scientists and, you know, we want to be brave and courageous. That's, you know, our culture and full of hope and look and, you know, believe for the best, but at the same time, we're going to use wisdom and, um, have in make informed decisions. For sure. For sure. For sure. So one last question, what are you looking forward to once this is all over? Because I know for myself, I just need to have hope and, and tell myself over and over, this is not forever. This is not forever. This is not forever. And what are you guys looking forward to as a family? What are you looking forward to as just a, a, a mom and a wife? Like, what are the first things you want to do when this is all over? Well, for us, we have two birthdays that we've celebrated, one in quarantine last <laughs> week and one coming up. Yeah, and so I think, you know, we, we did the best we could to celebrate sure. and they were so happy, but I'd love to do the big family dinner, you know, with my yeah. extended family and my great grandma and we did FaceTime and stuff, but just to have them, my, you know, two boys feel loved and in person and (laughs) celebrated. I think that will be a big moment. And then just to get, you know, back to the normal, like, I just, I'd love to go to Target. (laughs) Yeah. Walk around. Isn't it like the simple things? Like, honestly, just giving someone a, giving a friend a hug. Like just those simple things and like a, a party or a get together. Like those are things mm -hmm. I'll just never take for granted again. No. And I, yeah, I, I completely agree. Being able to say hi and not stand so far back. And (laughs) I mean, we've had such sweet friends come and drop off things for us. And even on my son's birthday, you know, they brought us a pinata and things like that, but you know, we're shouting across the driveway and waving and (laughs) talking from the window. Yep. Stay back. (laughs) We've done that as well. Totally. Totally. Even the mailman. I'm like, stay back, stay back, stay back six feet, at least six feet. Totally. Totally. So you guys probably might not know this as listeners, but uh, Casey is a uh, mentor. um, I would say, she's a mentor mom to many moms in her community what would you say Casey uh to moms out there that maybe are dealing with fear or um hopelessness right now in this uh coronavirus epidemic I would say you're not alone and Mm. that's very um normal and okay and I think sometimes when we're trying to be um full of hope for our kids we can stuff those emotions and I think it's okay to sit in them for a minute and feel it for Um, sure and then, you know, make a plan to move forward. We don't stay in that spot, but we don't mm-hmm. ignore that spot either. And I think um, as moms, it's our job to set so the tone in our home. And I want to raise resilient kids who are able to bounce back and adapt and be flexible and, you know, who know that when mm-hmm. something goes wrong, it's not the end of the world. We're going to recover from this. Yeah, yeah. And it might hurt. And I want them to be able to acknowledge the grief that they can feel in those yeah. situations, but. And acknowledge the hurt and frustration. Yes. And yeah. even the helplessness of it. Like yeah. we had no and control over this. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. All those things. And so just to, as moms to realize, like, I, I don't think um, we're going to look back and wish we had homeschooled more in this season or wish that our kids had, you <laughs> Thank know, you for saying that. Yeah. Yeah. We don't want to do another math sheet. I, I want my kids to, um, 
see the important things. So whether that's, okay, we're going to laugh more. Um, In our family, that's meant um, for read aloud time. We're actually reading Mm -hmm. our Bible out loud um, all together. They're doing, our church is doing a unit right now on Bible reading. So I thought, well, let's do that. And just trying to piece together what we can to, to build hope. And then just even to reinforce our family's culture. What is, sure. what is my family? And what, what your family DNA is. Yeah, yes. Absolutely. How do absolutely. we respond to things? Okay. How yeah. is, how are they responding? What would we do different? What should we do like them? You know, and just have yeah. those hard conversations and. And I think too, checking in with your kids, asking mm-hmm. them, hey, how are you doing? And I've, I've noticed in our family, like asking them as a group, they all say, I'm good. I'm good. But asking them on an individual basis, um, how, checking in with them, like, hey, bud, how are you doing? Like, are yes. you, uh, how are you feeling? And we actually printed out like a feeling chart. Oh, that's um, great. Because they didn't know how to like articulate how they were feeling, but mm-hmm. they could like point to the face. Mm-hmm. And so, especially my eight-year-old was able to kind of point and go, no, I'm, I'm feeling this mom. And mm. we were able to talk through it because, you know, kids do have emotions. And, and I actually said, Hey, let's, it's okay. It's okay to feel that. And I actually set a timer on my phone, which makes me sound probably pretty silly, but I set <laughs> no. a timer. There was a couple, there's been a couple of days this last week, but to be honest, Casey, I was mad, wow. like frustrated, anger, uh, me too. a lot of, <laughs> a lot of changes and just, uh, I didn't know how to deal with it. And I just set a timer on my phone. I'm like, you know, what? I'm going to allow myself to be angry for this two hours and then I will go back to being positive. But for right now, I just need to sit in this and acknowledge how I'm feeling. And that's so healthy to yeah. feel the whole I just range. Want to stuff it. Yes. Yeah. And I don't remember who said it, but it's been said a lot recently that if we, you know, allow ourselves to feel this mm-hmm. negative side of emotions, we have a greater yeah. capacity to feel joy and to feel hope Absolutely. afterwards. Absolutely. That's so good, Casey. Well, thank you so much, Casey, for joining us. Yes, thank you for having me. We really appreciate it. Yes, it's been amazing. We will have to sit down soon for coffee. I'd love that. Really connect. I would love that. (laughs) So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Bye. Well, friends, that concludes our episode today on Woven Chats. I hope that it leaves you feeling hopeful. I hope it inspires you in some way. And I hope that you realize that none of us are alone in all this, that we're all in this together and we're all going to get through this together. I hope you have a great rest of your day, wherever you're at, wherever you're sitting, wherever uh, you may be in the world. We want you to know that uh, we are on a mission to give hope to wherever you are. Bye, friends.